Erin reached Denver on Saturday, July 9th, and was exhausted, though she'd spent most of the time sitting. She stood inside the stage depot out of the sun, waiting for the stage to Golden City. Breathing hard like she'd run a mile, she was having a hard time catching her breath. A tall man, no, make that a very tall man, approached her. The closer he got, the taller he got. By the time he reached her, she thought he must be a giant. But she was sure he was her husband-to-be, Henry Jacobs. He wore a black Stetson, black pants, gold paisley vest, white shirt with the sleeves rolled up and two buttons open at the neck. Aaron stood rooted to the spot, unable to move, mesmerized by the handsome gentleman. Surely this man was not her husband-to-be. She couldn't really get that lucky. Could she? Her heart was suddenly pounding in her chest, and she was sure he could hear it. Her palms were sweaty, and she was now warm all over, but it had nothing to do with the July weather. Miss O'Toole? Erin O'Toole? His voice was deep, rich, and made her quiver as the sound washed over her. I, I'm Erin O'Toole. He smiled. White teeth and full lips showed beneath a black beard and neatly trimmed mustache. She was afraid she might get lost in his eyes that were a soft gray and reminded her of her little gray kitten she'd had as a girl in Ireland. He removed his hat, revealing hair almost as dark as his hat. I'm Henry Jacobs. I believe you are my bride. I, I mean, yes, that would be correct, but I hadn't expected you to be here in Denver. He picked up both of her valises in one big hand, then he held out his other arm for her to take. He held the bags as easily as if they were empty, rather than stuffed to the gills. She reached up a bit to put her hand through the crook of his elbow, as the top of her head only reached his chest. The man was more than a foot taller than she was, for goodness sake. You have a lovely lilt to your speech. Must be the Irish coming through. She ducked her head. Thank you. I thought the ride in the buggy would be more comfortable and give us a chance to get to know each other a bit before we get married. I'm very grateful and look forward to learning more about you. They walked up to a sleek, black, two-seat Surrey, whose top edge was decorated all around with fringe. The seats appeared to be well padded. Her back and her bum were both very grateful not to be on a hard wooden seat. This is a lovely vehicle. He placed the bags in the back seat and stood with his hand on the roof upright. The buggy belongs to a friend of mine. He also used Matchmaker and Company to find his bride, and they're very happy. They're expecting a child in a few months. How wonderful! I love babies. I hope you do as well. Henry helped her into the buggy, then he went around to the other side and climbed in beside her. I've no objection to babies or children in general. I just don't have any experience with them, as I was an only child. Oh, I'm so sorry. I can't imagine being without my siblings. I have nine brothers and sisters. You must have been very lonely. I hadn't thought so until you mentioned it, but yes, I suppose I was. I had my mother, who managed to keep me busy with chores when I wasn't in school. I had friends at school, but otherwise my family was just Mama and me. My dad died when I was about five. I don't remember him much. 
Erin placed her hand on Henry's knee. Oh, how awful. You were so young. Much too young to be without a father. Did your mother never marry? She wondered if anyone had ever asked him about his childhood before. He cocked his head as he looked at her and told his story.